Hey there, this is Dennis Anyone with Dennis Hensley, a podcast about making things up and making things happen. This week, the creative person I talked to is the first person to ever do a repeat podcast all by herself. It's the comedian Debbie Praver, very hilarious. She was an early guest, and I love talking to her, so I brought her back. Uh, she's got lots of fun stories about her stand-up um, adventures. All right, and some involve aircraft carriers, okay? Uh, before we get to that, um, I want to give a shout-out to Warren D. He was uh, somebody that listened to the podcast, and he uh, donated to, to help me keep it free on the website, DennisAnyone.net, and um, it really helps me pay for web hosting and different expenses, and I really appreciate it. I was not having a great day, and I get this little ping on my phone when... Um, when and it said that uh, I had a, a, a donation, and I was like, oh, somebody, I am doing something right. Somebody cares. It made my day. So thank you, Warren, for that. Um, and if you guys want to do the same, there's a, uh, a donate button on my website, DennisAnyone.net, but there's other fun stuff there, too. You can look at all the podcasts, and sometimes I post pictures that go with them. Uh, so check that out. I'd also love it if you followed me on Twitter, uh, at Hensley Dennis, Instagram, Dennis C. Hensley, like the Dennis Anyone Facebook page. If you feel like writing a review on iTunes, um, that helps too. Just anything that helps grow the podcast helps people find it. All right. Without any further ado, ado? I don't know what that is. It's like a do with an H. Uh, here's Debbie Praver. Hey there, I'm in my home with my first ever repeat full podcast guest. I can't believe I've that. I've had other people on before, but only in snatches, but you're the first person to get two full episodes. I, I, <laughs> I just used that word, but it's Debbie Praver, ladies and gentlemen, comedian extraordinaire. Uh, hi. We I, met because I fell in love with your spin class way back in the day at Crunch. You know what's weird? We were talking about how time flies and doesn't pass. I still feel like Crunch is new. Like it's only been okay, it's I only know. been at the Virgin Megastore Plaza for a couple oh, that of years. One? You feel like that one's I, new? I feel like that one's new. I feel like it's only been there a couple of years. It's been there almost twenty years. I feel like it's been it's been there more than that. Because I guess so, yeah. And that blows my mind because I remember writing about it for Detour when it first opened, and that's how I got in there, and I got a free membership, and yeah, and it was in my book, and but it feels like oh, it's just been there a few years. Well, you know, I don't go there that often, but when I go there, I do feel like. Well, for me, it gets real nostalgic because I'm never there anymore. I still right. live right around the corner. Right. But I mean, it's been there. I feel like. I feel like, yeah. In fact, it's been there more than 20 years. That blows my mind. Because I've been married for, this June will be 14 years. Wow. I was there. I know. I was there when you tied the knot. It was amazing. Yeah, so 14 years. That when was that? It was down? It was at the Long Beach Yacht Club. Yeah. It was fun. It was beautiful. Oh, it, was, it was such a fun day. Yeah. Hilarious. We still laugh hilariously every day. Why? Because at, at the wedding or do you just everything. laugh together? Just everything. He's so funny. I love it. It's awesome. Like, I don't have to be funny at home because he's funny. That's good. You can so. be funny elsewhere. Yeah. Where is your stand-up comedy taking you lately? Because last time we talked about when you went and entertained the troops. Yeah, since, I mean, I still love to do that. And I've done some local stuff. But have I seen you since we, since I, um, I did a show on an aircraft carrier? No. Oh my God. This is such a... <laughs> so you did stand-up comedy on an aircraft carrier. On an aircraft carrier. That's amazing. So, so they have, like, you know, they have, um, I'm like, this is like, this is something people don't know. Like in San Diego, they've got the, the, all the... Navy base. Yeah, yeah, yeah. 
So I was thinking when I got the call, and I never, I think I don't ask enough questions. So when I got the call to do an aircraft carrier, I was like, sure, no problem. It's in San Diego. And then, and then they were like, well, it's not really, I don't know, if it's a, is that the right term, docked? Is I guess. It, it's it know, it's not parked. Was it? Yes. It was not, it was not at the land. Right. So. It was out on the ocean. It was out in the ocean where an aircraft carrier would be. Right. Like that's where they are. So. So I was like, sure, no problem. And so my mom came to babysit, and I, um, like a week before this, had broken my toe. And I did not let that cat out of the bag because I just thought, what's the difference? I'll just, I won't be wearing fancy shoes, but yeah, I'll still be fine. the troops won't mind. They won't mind. I'll just otherwise wear no clothes, and yeah. they won't be distracted by the ugly boot. So yeah. I, so I rent a car and leave my car with my mom, and I'm driving. So I, I have to be at the Coronado Navy base at like. The flight, we're taking like a, a flight out to the aircraft carrier at 7 a.m. Okay. Well, you, there's no being late like for the military. When they say 0700, yeah. they mean your ass is on that plane 0700. Right. So I'm thinking, I don't know how early the San Diego rush hour traffic starts. So I get in the car and like, I leave myself so much time. I leave at three. I leave myself four hours to go like 90 miles. Right. And... And I've got my Waze going, and I've got a podcast going, right. and it's pitch dark. And Waze is supposed to go like, watch out, car on the side of the road. Like, do you ever yeah. use it? Yeah, I have okay. used it. It sort of tells you where the traffic jam is. Yeah, and then when you like first that. use it, it kind of like is startling, because you're like, yeah. watch out. So I'm driving. Waze doesn't say anything, and I guess it's because nobody's on the road, and out of nowhere, like a, like a Flintstone-sized boulder is in the middle of the road, smacks the rental car, blows out the whole the front tire... Oh my god! Right, so so I but I mean like you can't be late for the military. So I'm like, okay, well I built in some extra time. So I pull over to the side of the road, and I see there's like five other cars behind me who are also pulled over. And I realized there were just big giant rocks everywhere. Some truck had dumped a load. So yeah. So I call the auto club right away, and someone knocks on my window, and it was some kid who was like 20. He was like in the car behind me, and he goes, um, "Do you have a flat tire?" And I was like. Why else would I be on the side of the road in pitch dark? And he says, I said, well, I'm calling Auto Club. And he goes, you have Auto Club? I'm like, this I start to feel like Kathy Bates and fried green tomatoes. I'm yeah. like, yes, I'm older than you. I have Auto Club. Right. And he goes, I said, you don't have Auto Club? And he said, I have Verizon. I was like, that's a phone company. And I, <laughs> and, I just, and I just rolled up the window. I was like, in normal circumstances, I would help him. Yeah. But I, I was like, I had to go. So you know what, your country came first. I know. So I was like, I, should, I better call whoever my contact is at the base and just let them know, like, right out of the gate that I've run into some problems. So I call him. He's up for some reason. It's like 4.15 at this point. He's probably doing push-ups. Right? So I tell him what's going on. He said, um, all right. He said, well, listen, if they're not, if Auto Club isn't there in 10 minutes, call me back. And I said, um, okay. Um, he said, well, where are you on the freeway? I said, I'm just about Dana Point. And he said, are you somewhere where you could walk off of the freeway? And I'm like, well, yes. Yeah, I'm sort of near a ramp. And he says, all right, if they're not there in 10 minutes, call me. We'll send a helo. What's a helo? That's what I said. A helicopter? A helicopter. Oh, shit. Right? And I said, first of all, I'm thinking, you know, I'm not that funny. Like, you could just get somebody <laughs> You could just get someone else. Right. And he goes, I said, well, I, I mean, I can walk off the freeway, but I don't. I don't think there's anywhere for a helicopter to land. And he said, ma'am, we're the Navy. We'll land wherever we need to. And I was like, oh, <laughs> oh my God. It was like I called Jack Bauer. Yes. So 
I was like, can you imagine I'm like in the parking lot of a Carl's Jr. and a helicopter comes and picks me up? Like, like, oh, please tell me that's where it went. No. It's uh. a, so, so then right after that, like I hang out, I'm like, okay. And I, oh, I said, what about my rental car? And he said, who'd you rent with it? And I said, Abe, we'll send somebody out for it. I was like, okay. So now I'm thinking, I hope yeah. the auto club doesn't come. Yeah. Well, then a guy shows up in the middle of the night. And he, he just, like, I said, I'm in a hurry. He changes my tire. I'm not kidding. In three minutes, I'm back on the road. Wow. Amazing. And um, so I called the guy back, and I said, I, I'm driving. And he said, great. And he said, when you get to the base, it, it's too top secret. When you get there, call me, and I'll, I'll talk you into how you have to get yeah. there. I did not have the heart to tell him that I was... So I come in, like, on a car with one of those little donut tires. Yeah. And, like, I did not get out and dragging this boot. Yeah. So I got, like, this broken toe and on this broken car. Yeah. And he's just like, oh my God, what have we hired? Right. So, so I have to go out to get on the ship and I'm thinking, I think we're taking a, a helo, like out yeah. to the thing. Well, what they didn't tell us was I was going to fly one of those things that flies out and has to accelerate as it comes to the deck and like grab onto that cable, like, so like out of Top Gun. I really don't know what this is. It's not a helicopter. It's, it's, called, it's a kind um, of plane. It's, a, it's called a fixed... I'm supposed to know. There's like a term for it. Right. It's called a fixed wing aircraft. And it... What it does is it goes... Now, remember, the ship's moving. The plane is moving. And as it lands... it And they go over all this. They have to um, accelerate as they descend to try to grab this cable on the deck. If they miss it, They've got to be able to accelerate and get back up. That's why they have to... They can't be slowing down as they come in for the landing. Right. So the cable just grabs you out of the air. So in the prep talk, like usually when you fly military, they'll say stuff like... They go like, this is our safety procedure, and they'll tell them they need to run it, and it's it's all kind of scary. Right. Like <laughs> cruise think, ships, I'm sure. Yes. Like, here's yeah. what's going to happen. And, <laughs> and, so, and so it's 7 in the morning, and they take out this big thing. And I've always flown, but never like in this kind of aircraft. And right. it goes... He goes, all right, you take this. This is your horse collar. And I was like, that's horse with an H, not a W, right? Yeah. I just want to be clear. Yeah. It goes around you like a like a scarf, and then like a big necklace like hangs down in the bottom, and there's this, there's this bag that holds stuff like, he goes, this thing, um, um, in the event we land in the water, this thing will illuminate the water. Don't worry if we don't find you on the first pass. It, it works like three more times. And I'm going... Like, it's in the dark. And I'm going at 7 in the morning. Is there a chance I would be in the water in the nighttime? Because I don't... Right. I'm not prepared for this. So, you wear this cranial protection. I guess the... And you're thinking, I got note cards with some jokes on it. That's all right. I... Yeah. Uh, right. Oh, P.S. And you had to be in you know, fully closed toe shoes. And I'm dragging a boot with my right. broken toe out there. And I get out and I'm dragging a purse. Yeah. And they're like, yeah, um, you can't bring a purse. I was like, yeah, um, I don't really have any pocket options yeah. right now. So I, so they're all annoyed with me. They're hanging my purse up in this, you know, Top Gun yeah. aircraft. <laughs> so we get in and then he go, at the very end he goes, oh, so do any of you get um, motion sickness? I raise my hand. He literally goes, all right, this is the vomit section. He puts, because the G-forces, the vomit flies back. Right. So, and they say you'll get sick really fast when, when, when it comes out of the sky, when they pull the aircraft down. So now I'm in the vomit section. Holy shit. And I'm I'm so nervous, like I'm freaking out. Yeah. I can't even describe what this is like. It's against everything you know. Like all of a sudden you're you're going down out of the sky, but you're going faster and faster and faster. 
And then it's like you just stop immediately. Did you get? Did you guys catch the cable on the first we try? We caught the cable on the first try. I was terrified. It's like a rubber band that come, a big Ryan. Pretty much. Yeah. And after we were What here, does it feel like when the cable catches? Does it stop? Is it a sudden stop? It feels like somebody reached up in the sky and snatched the airplane out of the sky. Right. And then it just stopped. And your stomach just does flip after flip after flip. P.S. And you're backwards. Wow. Did you vomit? It, no, but it's so funny that the vest I was wearing today has yeah. the little the little bag in it. Yeah. But the best part was when we got all situated and you're like wearing this cranial protection and this horse collar and you're strapped in like a five point harness, like a baby seat. And just before you're gonna before they land, the guy, the top gun guy in the front, has a headset on and he you have to practice, he yells out, Here we go, here we go, here we go and then you like put your feet up and you get all braced for this landing. Well, just before we took off, when they all these rules, I was reaching my vest to get my phone out because I wanted to take a selfie. Like, wow. Like, when else was I going to yeah. be in this? So he's like, ma'am, can I help you? I was like, it's like, what are you doing? I said, I'm not going to lie. I was going to take a selfie. <laughs> <laughs> right? Because <laughs> when are you going to be? Yeah, I got you. Honestly. Exactly. Like, Your followers... Like, I can't even, I can't even tell you, like, how crazy this was that I was there. Yeah. With my purple purse and, like, yeah. you know. So, he's all annoyed. Did you, did you get the selfie? Yeah. I posted it. Damn yeah. right. And listen, if I didn't live through this, I wanted some evidence yeah. of what I had done. So, I went, so we got there, I got off the plane, and you're walking on this flight deck with, like, there's no walls, it's so windy, you're out in the middle of nowhere. Right. And I said to the, one of the... Uh, captains or whoever their names are and I said it seems really dangerous out on that flight deck it seems like you could just get blown over the side of the deck and I said does that ever happen he goes oh yeah all the time he said like like what's wrong with you and I was like well what happens he said well if you're lucky somebody sees it and then we know to get you out of the water but they're like 30 floors up it was it was pure insanity so people sometimes just get blown off and they don't find yeah they're dead that's it yeah yeah the lucky part is if someone sees you go off the side of the ship. Yeah. Wow. It's so, like an OSHA issue, doesn't it? I know. <laughs> now, did you do a, sh- a show literally outside on the aircraft? Did you have a mission accomplished banner behind you? Is it like that kind of setup? <clears throat> well, there it was. We did it in one of the hangars. So when okay. you go, I didn't notice, but a lot of most of those planes are like little origami planes, and they fold up and they go down this elevator and they go into the hangar bay, and so. It was huge, and there I came to, to do a sound check, and I was like, there's no chairs. And the same guy said, ma'am, we're the Navy. We stand. Wow. I was like, okay. And he was right. The whole hangar bay was filled with people, and they were standing. And how long was your set? Like 45 minutes. Wow. And was it just you, or were there other comics? It was me, and there was one other comic. Guy or girl? Um, a guy. And yeah. he had been in the military... Before, so they loved him. Yeah. And, um, and of course, whenever I do military shows, they were like hot pink, and I had this little light up disco ring that I was wearing. I try to be as campy, as ridiculous as I can be. Yeah. To never be mistaken for being part of the military. So people see me and they're like, who is that? that? They never know until I'm up on the stage. Yeah. Like what I'm doing there. How, so you've done a bunch of military shows at this point. Mm -hmm. How are they different than other audiences? Well, they're different because, A, they're not. On their phones. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Especially this time, out on the, on the aircraft carrier. They probably couldn't even no get reception. Yeah. There's no signal. 
Like there, I guess there's like Wi-Fi in what they call the skin of the boat. Yeah. For for the higher ups, but yeah. you're out there. You're literally detached. Like I had to beg them. Like I need to send my mom a message that I made yeah. it out here. But they're they're so they're so excited to have you out there. They appreciate it. They're not like they're not checking it like glancing at their phone. They're not talking. Nobody's dropping a check for them to have to pay. It's yeah. like in a comedy club. So do how do they respond to you? Do they do are there cat calls? Is there are they horny? Well, yes. No, there are not cat calls, and yes, they probably are. Yeah. But it's funny. Once I was at a um, a Navy base at, or a Marine base in Okinawa, and um, which is so ridiculous whenever those sentences come out of my mouth. Like, it's like, amazing. So I was walking, and I was going to the gym, as I do in the mornings there, and I was just walking in my tights, and nobody says anything. Nobody looks at you sideways. Nobody says anything. And... Like, I was being obnoxious, because I was like, did I get hit with an ugly stick? Like, what's happening? Right. So I'd go into the gym, and I'd purposely, like, bend over in front of somebody to pick yeah. something up when I didn't need to. Right. And finally, I asked someone, so I said, what is the deal? Anywhere else I go, which is which is stupid, because women are always like, oh, I hate it when guys yell at me. But then when they don't, you're like, what's happening? Yeah, what, I'm having an ugly day. And the guy said, that he said, we have no idea who you are. You could be an officer. You could be an officer's wife. You could be anybody, and nobody's down for like ruining their career, right? Over like saying one thing, yeah. So, over a moment, yeah, yeah. Because just that yeah. could could cost them, yeah, a lot, yeah. So yeah, so it is pretty funny. So they're they'll they will just be over the top helpful. Like I this I know it's a ship, not a boat, but I could not for the life of me. With a gun to my head, figure out which way to go and where my room was. Right. It all looks the same to me. When you were on... On the aircraft carrier. So did you stay there overnight? Yeah. I mean, because the show was at night. Okay. And, and then you so, stay there overnight? Wow. Yeah. Which was so funny. They gave me, like, this big, um, this big, like, officer's quarters. And, you know, it's still a ship where you have to, like, every doorway you have to step over. So, like, to step into the, sh- the yeah. bathroom, to step over. Right. In case there's a leak or whatever. Yeah. So... They're like, go up to your room, take a nap. So I guess it's the the higher the room. It's like on a cruise ship. The higher the room, the better the accommodations. And yeah. is that because of the because of the movement of the ship, or what is that? I think it, I don't know. I think it's probably the way it's conceived. I don't know if there's a practical reason for it. I mean, there are no windows in this yeah. in the aircraft carrier. Yeah. But so I'm up there, and it's like a one bedroom thing. It's got a living room and a little kitchen and an right. office and a bathroom. And I lay down. And you just hear this, I'm right out of the flight deck. Wow. So, so planes were landing and taking off. It's an act together. They were doing the new, whatever the new fighter jet is. I think it's an F-135. Wow. We were out there. They were having a big celebration to, to celebrate this new and doing testing on the new fighter jets. Yeah. It was fascinating. I was watching them. I got to go up in the, in the control tower and watch all the take they do what they call touch and goes yeah where they just take off and then just touch the touch the deck and go back up and around and then all these people from like Lockheed I think is who makes it wow so they were sort of testing it and making sure it was working and you got to watch all of it I got to watch all of it and I said to the to the I, again I don't know everybody's title right I said I can't believe that the deck seems so short for the plane to get up off the deck yeah and they have a um like a what am I trying to say? Like a thing that propels them off the deck. Like, right. What is that called? 
I don't know. It's not part of the actual plane. It's something. It's something on the deck. Wow. It's like a slingshot. Like a springboard. Something. Yeah. Yeah. I want to say it's a a propulsion something. I should know. But, and you watch the planes and they kind of go off. They take a little dip to where they almost touch the water and they go up. So I was like, that seems really scary. I know that's not far enough to get any lift. And I said, wow, that's scary. I wouldn't want to do that. And he said, well, how do you think you're getting home? And I was yeah. like, I was like, I'm not doing. I said, I'm going to enlist, and I'm staying on this ship until <laughs> we get to some land. Because you're not going to. So, but you had to. I had to. What kind of a plane was it? The same kind of thing you came over. It's a fixed wing aircraft, and right. they call it like I guess it's a big deal. They call it a cod shot. Okay. So it's a carrier on delivery. Ooh, right. A carrier on delivery, and they shoot it off the deck. Nice. And I'm sure if you Google or search on YouTube, you could probably see something like that. They shoot you off the deck, and it's, the G-force is so crazy that your goggles literally come off your face and then snap back on. Wow. If you don't have them on tight enough. And again, I got scolded for the purse. Yeah. And the thing. So it was a different plane than you would come in on. Is it different? I don't, I'm not yeah. sure. But then you just landed normally in San Diego. Yeah, you land normally in San Diego, but the takeoff... It, it's more force than the craziest of any crazy roller coaster you've ever been on is like nothing. Wow. I took my feet up in the on the seat in front of me and pushed as hard as I could yeah. to try to resist it. That's amazing. It was, what an adventure. It was insanity. What kind of, what material do you do when you play for soldiers? Is it like, okay, I do this, they love when I talk about this kind of stuff um, and that kind well, of stuff and that kind of stuff? Kind of. You do, you are restricted a little bit. You can't do, and I don't really do anything political. Yeah. But you can't do, you can't say anything bad about the president. Yeah. No matter who the president is. So, I mean, think about some of the years I did military tours and yeah. some of the presidents you can't talk about. Yeah. So you couldn't talk about Bush. Never. You couldn't talk because, about Obama. Because no matter what, that's their boss. Right. Yeah. That makes sense. So, yeah. But, so I kind of do, I like to do, as I was doing stuff that's really self-deprecating. Yeah. To sort of, um, it's just kind of fun for me because then they sort of feel like they're all in on the joke. Right. So, you know, I do, I have a lot of military material. Yeah. And now I have such a stock of that. I like to do, like I do the, I'm sure everyone's heard already my joke about going to the zoo in Singapore. No. And how I, when I was there on a military tour, I had like three days off. So I went to the, to the Singapore zoo because I had read in some pamphlet in my room that they had the largest collection of primates anywhere in the world. And so when I'm at a comedy club, I'll usually say to someone in the audience, I'll be like, primates are monkeys, you look confused. And, and I kind of play yeah. with the audience and I talk about how um, I saw all different kinds of primates. I saw chimpanzees and gorillas and orangutans and I say the ones that are bent over, like the ones that have the big red butt cheeks. Uh-huh. And I always, I always pretend like I don't know what, and I say, what, what are those called? And usually someone will yell out, baboons. Right. But when I'm on a military base, they'll always yell out, some other branch. Yeah. So, like, if I'm at if I'm at an army base, I yell out Marines. Right. Like, so that they're they're the baboons of the of the thing of the military. And, and somebody always, will always do that. It's always really fun because they'll always yell out some other branch of the military. Yeah. Have you it's played like, for all four? Mm-hmm. That's awesome. So you do a fair amount of this. Yeah. Yeah. I'm a big hit on the military. Base. I love it. When uh, you started out in comedy, could you have imagined like that would be part of what no. you did? No. Yeah, and it's taken you to all these places. Yeah, and it is fun because you just get... There are things... They take you to places you... First of all, you can't imagine that you would ever go. And you do things you can't imagine you would ever do. And there's so much comedy in that. Like... Yeah. It's... Where have you been? That's, that's, rattle off some places. Oh my gosh. I've been to... 
I, I've learned that if I don't recognize a place in my itinerary, that it's going to be the best place I go. Yeah. So like Kwajalein. Never heard of it. Diego Garcia. Where's that? Um, okay. Kwajalein. Love him on uh, <laughs> right, Mozart in the Jungle, right, yeah, by exactly. the way. I thought he was a, a shortstop for the Dodgers. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> no, um, Kwajalein is, it's part of the Marshall Islands. It's an atoll. And an atoll... I know, I'm so interested now. I'm waiting like, to, what? to recognize a <laughs> word that you said. Smart. And yeah. at, okay, the Marshall Islands, do you remember um, when it was New Year's Eve and it was turned to the year 2000? Yeah. And they went just over the Dateline and that yeah. was the first place. That, that, that they the were going to test Islands. the wa- Okay, nice. Most of the Marshall Islands are not, in, they're not inhabited and there's right. a lot of like um, World War II plane wreckage in the water. Wow, okay. Sort of like where they believe that that may be where, well, I know that um, Amelia Earhart's plane was con- yeah. supposed to land on one of those. Right. Um, so that is, so you go from Oahu, you go like five hours into the Pacific. Right. And it's just over the dateline. Wow. Okay. And so there's a, an atoll is a, is, um, a volcano that is sunken in. Okay. So what's left of the land where the volcano goes in is the island. And then the part in the middle, which was the volcano is the lagoon, they call it. But that's what makes it an atoll is it's, there aren't that many. Is there water in it? Yes. Wow. So if you were to look at... You so you're like, it's a donut. <coughs> yes, but it's not always... In fact, I don't know that it ever is round. Yeah. It's always an But there's a hole shape. in the middle with water. Right. And so so on one side of the island, which is the deep sea... Yeah. It's really, really dark blue, almost black. Like If you were to Google it and look at the images, you would see that in the lagoon part, it's light blue. It looks like Caribbean water. Yeah. It's really pretty. And then on the, on the other sides, which would be the outside of where the volcano is, it's like deep, deep blue. Like wow. really black almost. So it's crazy. Yeah. I know. I and it's so amazing. Smart. So Kwajalein was amazing. And then Diego Garcia is a little tiny island in the middle of the Indian Ocean. It's between, it's like between Australia and South Africa. Okay. And it's, I flew there from Singapore. So it's like six hours South of Singapore. Wow. And the closest islands to it are the, um, the island of Mauritius, I think it's called. Yeah. I'm not really sure. I've heard of that. Yeah. So they're, so they're over there, but that island is actually owned by the British and we rent it from them. Wow. So it's actually called Diego Garcia, British Indian Ocean Territory. Wow. And you get off the plane and there's, well, I said like you can just get off the plane. Like someone has to come and get you off the yeah. plane. You fly in, in the night. So you're not visible to other radar and you guys have plane. there's the most gigantic picture you've ever seen of the queen of england yeah in the middle of this weird tropical island you you know you feel like you're on gilligan's island on yeah. all these places yeah because you literally walk on there is there anything there but the military base is there towns and people and no no well in Kwajalein, no either of these two diego garcia you can't neither one of these can you fly commercially but Kwajalein, there's a um, continental has a like separate, it's like continental Micronesia. Right. All this, like, remember the first um, Survivor season? Oh, like yeah, Micronesia. Palau yeah, yeah, yeah. The, like, I had to, t- to get out of there, I had to touch down. That, that area is called Micronesia. Right. And Continental has a plane once or twice a week, just one plane. Yeah. That goes through the, from Oahu and it touches down. And you're not, you have to stand up, you're not allowed to get off the plane unless you're a citizen of one of those islands. Or in the case of Kwajalein, if you have a government order. Right. Or you're Jeff Probst. 
Right. Yeah. Okay, yeah. He's just internationally can get yeah, off. Yeah, he can go anywhere he wants. They're all right around the equator, so it's really yeah. warm. So yeah, if you're jets probes, you can get on any yeah. island. But I went to all those cool little islands. Wow. To get out, so it touches down on each little weird island. Nice. It's so crazy. That's amazing. It's amazing that yeah. you've done all of that stuff and, it's so and crazy. done something. Does it feel patriotic when yes. you do it? Do you feel yes. like you're doing something? <laughs> yes. I was the, from the first time I went, like I was so nervous, like. Oh my gosh, military bases and it's the war and I guess as a gay guy I'd be so afraid that they won't like me. They won't okay. what if they don't like First me. First of all, I found every gay on every base <laughs> of course I've, you did. I've ever been to. Right. Never like my very first show, military show ever, was in Oahu or no in Kauai, on an army base, outside on this cool stage, and I stood up and I made some comment about um I forget which joke it was, but it was a joke that, like, really, you'd only really laugh really hard if you were gay. Right. And I sometimes I do that. I can't remember. Sharon Lady Gaga walk into a bar. Right. Yeah. Like, it's some... (laughs) I forget which joke it even is, but I'll do a joke that is typically, like, only gay people get. And, like, the six or seven people that laugh, it's so funny. Like, I'll just be like, thanks, Mary. And (laughs) And then, like, they're like, dun, dun, dun. Like, they know that I know. Right. And I was talking to... I always, you know, I always hang out with them afterwards. And one of the guys, I said, well, I said, it just seems like there's such a straight atmosphere. And he just sort of off the cuff was like, are you kidding? Yeah. I said, everyone here is gay with a few beers. And I was like. Wow. Now, you probably performed before Don't Ask, Don't Tell was rescinded and yeah. after. What year was it rescinded? It was Obama's first term. I feel like it might have been 2010 or something, 2011. Was it that late? Yeah, I mean, it was before the 2012 election, wasn't it? It was his first term. I'm so out of it. So before that, it was Don't Ask, Don't Tell. Still Don't Ask, Don't Tell. Although I don't think he was discharging anyone. Meaning you shouldn't... You can be, but don't talk about it? Yeah, which was not... Which is... uh, Yeah, so they were all like... Yeah. They were all, everybody was like, oh yeah, that guy, that guy, that guy. Yeah. Because I met the, I won't leave any names, I met the son of the commander of the base. Yeah. And he wasn't military. He was just. He was like Vicky Steubing. He was just there. He was just there. He was exactly Vicky Steubing. He was just there and he, he was the one who was like, got it in a second. And he said, I, he was like, I slept with that guy, that guy, like, pointed all these guys, and I was like, oh my gosh, aren't you afraid you're getting in trouble? And he said, are you kidding? He said, I'm the commander's son. And that, that's a double whammy. He said, they don't want to admit that they had gay sex, and they certainly aren't going to admit they had it with the commander's son. Holy smoke, so that's so scary. I, I don't know if he's listening. I am still friends with him on Facebook because I love him. Really? But, um, Is he cute? Oh, yeah, he's totally cute. Really? After we're yes. done, you have to yeah, show I'll, t- me I'll tell you. I'm so excited! <laughs> That's but amazing. Yeah. No, when I was in Afghanistan, which was only a couple years ago, I, like in, in um, it's so funny, we always say Kabul over here, but it's Kabul. Yeah. That's how they say it. So I was in Kabul doing a show where, A, they go, um, I know you're not near your workstation. We've moved the, the show earlier because there's a lot of indirect fire. So let me point out the bunkers. Holy shit. Right? So, but during the show, again, I told some very gay joke. And I saw a guy with very white teeth and very exfoliated skin laughing too hard in the middle of the crowd. Right. And I was like, Mary, you're going to meet me after this show. <laughs> and I was like, what? But there were some women there, so they just thought I was talking to a woman. Yeah. 
That's amazing. But yeah, no, the gays will find me. They always do. They're probably like yeah. so happy to see you. Yeah, they they are. So they are. So I think I think I'm. Um, I think why I do well in the military shows is I'm. I always say I've got the the um, Sally Field gidgety factor right. where I'm not. I'm not going to be. I'm not off putting to the women. Right. I was a phys ed major. Right. So the women who who are of the phys ed major persuasion. Right. Are sort of like. Is she? Could she be? Yeah. Maybe she's not. And then the straight guys are like, oh, hey, here's a little straight girl. Yeah. And then the gay guys are like, oh, she's our friend. Right. And then straight women are not, I'm not going to intimidate any straight woman ever. Right. You know. So it's a, you're, just, you're checking all the boxes. I'm, little, I'm just a little gidgety. So yeah. I'm not. I love it. I'm, you know. So we, I, I was talking to you about if you felt patriotic and we kind of got oh, sidetracked. Yeah. So I was going to say, before I went. You know, I was so worried about military and, uh, you know, I don't yeah. know how I feel about the war. And everybody can say anything they want about the military. But when you go out on these bases, you all you want to do is just, like, like run around with your hand over your heart, like, singing God Bless America. Because they are out there doing such huge work. Like, we don't realize. We live in a cocoon here. Like, this whole country seems like Disneyland. Yeah. And people, a lot of my, like, really... Friends who are like hardcore to the left. I mean, like so hardcore that they're like, "You shouldn't be going out there. Don't support the war." And but when I get back, I'm like, "Oh, those poor guys who are out there." <clears throat> but nobody's drafted. They're they're out there because they want to be out there. It's a great career move for a lot of them. That I ask everybody why they're there. Yeah. And nobody is there against their will. Nobody. Most people are either. Um, like they got fired up after 9-11. Yeah. Or they didn't have a lot of options. Like they didn't come from any money and they were never going to pay for school. Or they just didn't have any other plan. They wanted to have a career, which the military completely trains them. They come out with... They can work... If they go when they're 18, they can work 20 years. So they're 38, have full retirement. And so it, it's a great... It's just a great thing. And plus they're, they all love what they do. You ask them what they do, they're into it. Yeah, that's awesome. I do think that when I hear politicians talking, like most of the politicians that are, a lot of them that are really uh, hawkish, uh, wouldn't last two seconds out there. Oh, no. You know? And a lot of the big politicians, and none of their kids have ever served, like, they really feel like they wouldn't be able to do a day, they wouldn't even, you know, last a second. No, you're absolutely right. I mean, I go out there and I think, it's always terrifying to me. I mean, especially going into a war zone in body armor, like, that's crazy. But, like, the guys on the bomb squad, like, they're into it. Like, they're, they love their jobs. It's an adrenaline thing. They, they like it, you know? Yeah. And most of them are those, um, those very, um, like, macho dudes. Like, they're, they just, there's just testosterone circling. It, like, you right. know, like, little sandstorms everywhere. There's just so much testosterone. It's like being... I feel like it would be like being at a beauty college with like women, just like, just, like, like they're just into it. They're right? Just, they're wired. They're their built. Nature. It's yeah, they're, built for. This is what they were built for. They're wired into it, and they just. And I, you know, I asked a guy. I may have said this on the last podcast, but they. I said, "What do you do? Like, if you get out and there's like a, like a guy who's like is like I don't want to be out here in a combat zone." So we get him on the first helicopter back. He said it puts everybody's life in danger. They don't want a guy. Who's like freaked out, staring at a picture of his family and like nuzzling up to his to his gun? Yeah, you know, because that guy's putting everybody on the line. 
Yeah. So interesting. You want the guys who are like, yeah, man, let's get out of here. So interesting. And then you do your other gigs. Like you were at Laughlin yeah. Laugh Fest. I was. Which oh, it was so it, fun. It looks fun. But I love Laughlin Laugh Fest. It sounds like Doesn't it? something somebody would make up because, in a show. Because it's spelled, Laughlin's spelled L-A-U-G-H. Yeah. It sounds a little bit like the Chuckle Hut or yes. the Aha. The, the first It sounds like something made up. The first year, Dana Carvey headlined. Yeah. And he did a whole joke about it. It's like, I, I feel like it's Laughlin. Is it Laughlin? <laughs> yeah. So it was good. And it was so fun. So what is Laughlin Laugh Fest? It's a big comedy festival yeah. in the desert. You know, it's a thousand degrees out there. Right. Um, and I got to host a bunch of the shows, which was really fun. Right. And um, this might kill one of the questions in the observation deck. That's okay. You can, but, we can, whatever. So, you know, you drive. We're throwing out the rules. Well, we, well we, I drove through the night. Yeah. To get out there. And I'm so tired. Right. And I brought my own pillow because I was staying for like four days. Right. I saw and the picture of you on right, Facebook holding it. Right. Pillow. Right. Because because I thought <laughs> and I thought and, and lawfully, it's not fancy. I'm not you know. It's yeah. Pretty crunchy. It's the river. It's like a river rats with casinos. Yeah. And so I was like, I'm just gonna run in. I'll park my car right here. I'll run in and get my room key. And I ran in. I ran smack dab into a poster of myself. Right. In the casino. I didn't look much like I looked with my pillow because I've right. been driving through the desert. You know, right. doing the obligatory. In and out burger stop. And, of course. Oh, I looked hideous. So I ran out. My friend was in the car with me. And I was like, you have to come in and take a picture of me holding my pillow next to myself. Yeah. <laughs> which, which you did. Which was hilarious. Because how often do you, like, run head on into a picture of yourself? Not often enough, I say. It was, yeah. It was, how, uh, how long was the fest? How long were you there? It's, I guess it's three days. Friday, Are they getting big Sunday. people there? I was seeing some of the names. Yeah. So. Um, they had three big headliners. I yeah. went to, I tried to go to every show that I could and I feel like that's when my throat got really like scratchy. This was recently. And it's never recovered. Yeah. So I was out there and the three big headliners were Gabriel Iglesias. Right. Um, and would you know how many times if I said Julio? Yeah. Like so many times. <laughs> <laughs> it's an easy mistake. Right. And then, um, oh, help me. Um, um, Frank Caliendo. Okay. The guy who does yeah, all yeah, the yeah. impressions. And then Sinbad. Okay. And so I tried to go to every single one because I just try to like see how people who are much more successful than me are doing it. And Gabriel was like sold out. Yeah. A hundred, I don't know, a hundred thousand people in there. He, all the bells and whistles got like four openers and right. thing. And he obviously is a very specific audience. Right. And, um, but you could see how he was crafted and everything. And then I went to Frank Caliendo the next night, and he had a much smaller, completely different audience. Right. And I, I've never really seen him. You know what he does. Yeah, like I've it. heard of him, yeah. And I guess he's on a sports show, but I watched him, and he was phenomenal. He doesn't just do impressions. He, As he introduces each person, like Morgan Freeman and Bill Clinton, and you know, he does political and sports and just everybody. As he introduces them, he suddenly, they're all like in a conversation together. Oh, cool. So not only are his impressions amazing... But there are so many jokes in the conversation right. between these people. He takes it to another level. I just thought, I can't imagine being in that guy's head. Yeah. Like, what? He's crazy. Yeah. I mean, he was amazing. So, but then I would see Sinbad, and you know what? Hands down, Sinbad made me laugh the hardest out of those three. That's awesome, because he's kind of a punchline sometimes. I wasn't, ex- right, I, you know, you think of his crazy pants. And yes, and he's of a certain time, and his name's Sinbad. I mean, but he's like you, the carrot top. It's like that throwaway reference, right? Gallagher. But do, you, but do you know what? And I've seen all those people. Yeah. I try to go see as much comedy as I can, but That's good. Sinbad, hands down, not even a contest, the funniest I've seen in a long time. Like, do not, like, run and get tickets. That's awesome. Like, I liked him so much, I was, like, hunting for a podcast where he was on for the drive home. That's amazing. Because I couldn't get enough of him. 
What's he? What's so special about him? Well, first of all, he's got no bells and whistles. He, he's old school. Like he just gets up with a microphone. Yeah. They had lost his luggage. Yeah. He was literally like you could see him before the show started. He was like in a chair, like leaning back, like asleep. He was like sleeping until they called his name, until they yeah. introduced him. Yeah. He's so like, I got this. I got this. And he just walks up. I'm Sinbad. Yeah, he's Sinbad. And he's not, there's, there's no, um, there's no bullshit about him. Yeah. There's no facade. There, there's no, there's nothing fancy. And he does a ton of crowd work and he's so fast on his feet. Yeah. On the crowd work. It's yeah, just, the crowd work would be hard. Like, I think as my if I were to ever venture into that realm, the idea of writing and crafting jokes and, and words and rhythms and you know language yeah. is interesting to me. But the the idea of like interacting and making a funny out of something somebody said or dealing with hecklers or yeah, that would be that, that's not. Well, I can remember appealing. in the beginning it used to scare me to death. Right. But then as it goes on, you deal with it more and more, and mm-hmm. it's it's kind of like you know when you're by yourself. Yeah. Or with your friends and people say things and how you just, you have great comments and comebacks like right off the cuff. Right. The more comfortable you get on that stage, the more that happens. Right. Because you feel like this is my house. Yeah. And people say things and like they, and you think, do they think I just got here? Yeah. Like I've been doing this. So he So was, you're like, I got this. Most of the time. Yeah. I mean, there have been times where funny things have happened and I've not even realized it. There was, well... Zimbab did this great thing where he takes questions and he does all this relationship material and then he takes questions. He said, if anybody wants to ask me anything about relationships, he almost acts as a therapist. He goes, you go ahead and ask me. And of course, people are always dumb enough to stand up and ask a question. So this woman stands up and she talks about men always getting lost. And she was like, how come men always get lost? And he says, because we don't want to go. We want to go. We know how to get there. Yeah. We don't want to go in the first place. Stop asking us to go places. We don't want to go. Yeah. <laughs> so That's kind of true. Insightful. It was, it was so great. Yeah. He was so fast on his feet. With yeah. the, and I'm sure there are probably repeat questions. But I can remember in the beginning, I remember like doing like a, like my first like booked thing at the Ice House. And I remember that somebody's phone rang. It was, it was like back in the day when if you had a cell phone, you never remembered to turn it off. They never made an announcement. Right. Or you'd still have the pager. Like somebody might page and then you'd call back on your yeah. cell phone. Because it was like $75 a minute. Yeah. So, and I can remember somebody's phone rang during my set. And I can remember, like, not having any idea how to deal with it. And then when I was driving home, I just thought, oh my gosh, I should have just said, hey, unless you're waiting for a kidney, don't answer that. Yeah. Which was so funny. So now I always use that. I've always got it in my back pocket. Yeah. And so as those things happen, you could just yeah. pull them out. You get better. But yeah, it's. Now, in your comedy, have who are the, the bigger names that you've gotten to meet off stage, backstage, and who's cool? Gosh, I'm trying to think who. Well, I just adore Louis Black. Yeah. Louis Black, Louis C.K. There's a theme, darkness. Yeah. Humor in the darkness. Um, I love the hate that, Lu- that Louis Black has coursing through his veins. Yeah. As well as Louis C.K. Um, I'm trying to think who I've met that. I mean, I met Joan Rivers a thousand years ago. Yeah. Um, and I'm always sorry I didn't go to a Fashion Police taping. I just kicked myself. I was yeah. like, so early in the morning, I'm not doing it. I know. <laughs> I'm like, I can't go and go. Joan really gave the people in the studio audience the full yeah. Joan. And she, she was really, um, that was one of my favorite things about her is that she knew what it meant for people to have a moment with her or see her. Or, and she really, she really was generous that way. Yeah. I just always loved her. Um... I'm trying to think as far as 
As far as women, I mean, it's, is it funny that you always remember the bad experience? Like when you have a yes. rotten experience with someone, that seems to stick with you much more than a great experience. Well, share I, one. I you don't have that. to name a name. Okay. Um, oh, you can. I should have said. No, I don't want to yeah. name a name. But there was a, there's a, comedy, one of my very first comedy festivals I ever, in fact, it's my very first one I ever did. And I was on the same bit, I was on the same show with um, a female comedian who, I don't think she's a household name, but there are ways to describe her where you know who she was. Right. And I still, I still love her work. I don't even know if she's still working, but she's of color. Um, yeah. And she's she one of my favorite jokes of all time, like my favorite like opening jokes where she says um, um, to the audience, ladies, um, how many of you guys like to cuddle after sex? And a bunch of them clap their hands. And then she follows it with, and how many of you like to get up, get dressed, get your money, and get on with your day? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I love so much. Yeah. Anyway, so we're on the bill, and I thought I have no business being on the same bill as her. And I said to her, oh my gosh, I love you so much. You're so funny. And quite honestly, since she's not a household name, I feel she should have been honored yeah. for, for me to be saying, oh my gosh, I love your work. You're so funny. Anyone should be honored at any level. And looking back, I want to give her the benefit of the doubt that maybe she's had a bunch of people there, but she kind of looked at me like, could you just not? Yeah. And I was just like, oh, okay. I'm actually on the same show as you. I'm not like some crazy fan. Yeah, I'm not some fucking fan. Yeah. And so I was kind of bummed (laughs) and I haven't seen her since. Yeah. All right. But But these um, things happen. I know. When you're backstage. But yes. But I have worked with some great people. I mean... All the people, every year at the at the comedy festival at yeah. Laughlin, I get to meet people and go backstage and it's cool and just and you're in Laughlin, so it's kind of like it's small. It's smaller than it's, Vegas. There's not really anywhere to go, so you kind of so just you kind of everybody. bond with people. It's the yeah. way people talk about how Hollywood is at Sundance, or you know what I mean when yeah. how Hollywood yeah. people are the, yes. like they would be assholes in L.A. But it's like being at summer camp. Yeah, yeah. Everybody's like, oh, you're here, especially when you're wearing a badge and they yeah. see you hosting all the shows. They're like, oh, you're one of us. Right, right, right. So there is that. I love that. Yeah. Now, you also um, still do your fitness and your do, stuff like that. You have a class, not far from me, yes. Laugh Your Ass Off. Yes. Where you work your butt and... Yes, and I try to be funny. And I took it and it killed my ass. I know, and you never came back. I know, I need to go back. I need to go back. I was like, oh, I thought it was... I I didn't realize how ass-centric it was. It really is about the ass. It is. Yeah. Well, because I feel like... It's funny when new people come in. Yeah. Because I'm always like... I have to like preface it with, your butt's not going to get as big as mine. Right. Like, it should be called laugh your ass up. Like, yeah. I feel proud that my butt is still in its proper zip code. Right. And I just let people know, like, your butt's not going to be, like, round like mine. Right. But it will stay where it belongs. Like, it won't infringe on your hamstring. Right. Should you take my class all the time. Right. That's an important thing in this town. People need to know. Now, I remember taking you to see a screening of The Wedding Planner with Jennifer Lopez. And you were so like, do you remember this? And I I remember afterwards you saying, oh my God. Every outfit looked good on her butt. Like, she, yes. you had a moment yes, where you looked at now. your butt in a new way, or like, I need to figure out how she got that dress like that. It was that, all that. tailored. Yeah. And I started getting all my stuff tailored after that. Yeah, because you have a bodacious... I have a very round, yeah. spherical behind. How has the culture changed... You know, what have you observed about... Because, you know, they sort of, like, for a while that wasn't cool at all, and then J-Lo oh, yeah. and Kim Kardashian came in, and then it was oh, cool, yeah. and... Like, oh, yeah. what have you observed about that trend? Well, I've observed that 
there there are more clothes styled. Well, I noticed you can get implants. Yeah. You can get booty implants. And people want them. And I think it seems to myself, why? Why would you want that? Yeah. Why would you want to be forced to go to the tailor? Yeah. Buying jeans, like, these jeans I've got on now, I just want you to know, you people who are listening can't see them. They are so torn up, and they're authentic. They're not, like, the kind you buy torn I got these jeans when I, when you take my class. Yeah. My spin class. W- right, back in But life. I got them tailored, and the woman did such a fantastic job, I don't dare throw them away. I even had them, I had them put, like, just recently put a lining in, underneath so that where the tears are, you can't yeah. see my skin. Right. Because buying jeans, like, you buy them... You bring them home and wash them. Then you take them to the tailor to get them to get them marked up so you can yeah. cut them up. And then you come back to your look. That's four. That's four outings. That's a lot. Pants. Yeah, that's a lot. Now, how did you always feel about your butt? Did you like it? Did you like? Oh, no. I wish I hated it. Or now I, I, I do I've like it. I wanted a white girl butt. Yeah, I'm white, by the way. <laughs> I'm, not, I'm, not, yeah. I'm not any sort of ethnicity right. except for Hebrew. Right. But there's that. Yeah. So I've always hated it, but now now it's more fashionable. Yeah. But um, I'm not gonna lie. I still um, I have a few black boyfriends. Yeah. I mean, that's still that's a that's a constant. Right. It's not. Like, <laughs> it's not. It's not um, yeah. But men have always been into it. No, not no. No, no bl- black men, yes. Yeah. White men. Listen, my own husband confessed to me some ten years ten years <laughs> oh, into the relationship. Shit. He was like, <laughs> he goes. He goes, after her, he goes, I'm not going to lie. He goes, on our first date, and I remember the jeans I was wearing that night, because they were tailored and I still right. have them. Right. I remember that, he, he said to me, when I saw you in the jeans, he goes, I, I thought to myself, I don't even really know where to start with that. <laughs> and, 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 and P.S., for anyone who's listening, I would like to, just for the record sake, that I didn't, I didn't see the picture. What was the picture that one of the Kardashians took of that, like a selfie of their butt? Oh, God. It could be it, any my, number of them. My butt is not anywhere near that. It's not yeah. it, It's it's not even in that category. In terms it, of size or in terms of... In terms of size. Right, Like, yeah. shape-wise, I've been told that it's very round. Let's just say that I have been... And I think this is why I was teaching at Crunch. In um, bathing suit catalogs, there's always a picture of the woman in the bikini from the front. She has her implants and shows all the cleavage in the top. And then there will be these insets of all the different um, style of bottoms you can order. Right. Like full coverage, thong, Brazilian cut, whatever. And mine, I was the butt model. You were a butt a model? catalog yeah. for the full coverage, like if you have a round behind. Yeah. And so people will look at these catalogs and be like, I want to look like this girl. It's like, well... She didn't, we don't look like that girl. It's two different girls. It's yeah. not the same person. Right. So it's just, it's very round. Right. And, and you were a butt model for, you were trying on the, all the bathing suits. I was a butt model for a short But was, it, was there some that would work right and some that were like, oh, if you're round, this suit is out the window. Oh, yeah. No, I, I was the butt model for the round behind. Okay, yeah. So there were all the different behinds right. for the different cuts. So there were suits that you didn't even go near. Oh, yeah. No, I was, I was specifically right. for the African-American genre of... of bathing suit bottom. Right, right, right. So, yeah. So, you would just go there and just, they would take pictures of you about mm-hmm. all day. Yeah. Wow. I know. And I said, you're like a butt model. Right, and I would sit there and go, I'd go, um, yeah, I would, I, in my head, there's like a, 
endless liquid. I went to college. I don't have to do this. It's right. just extra money. I'm not naked. Just, yeah. you know, just getting a little extra cash. Now, in the last podcast, we talked about how you went to Disneyland just to get a corn dog, and I went to Disneyland recently. Did you get a corn dog? No, but I thought oh, okay. I, I, I I looked around. I didn't know, but I thought of you just there dealing the with all dog. of that Michigan. There's two places for a corn dog. Corn dog cart on Main Street, and then yeah. the corn dog castle in California Adventure. Oh, there's a whole corn dog castle. It's the same corn dogs, though. I think yeah. I, I have compared not yeah. on the same day. Yeah. Now, do you still get your Disney on as much? I do. I just went there. Yeah. Um, I went there like... Because you um, used to work there. Your husband works there. My husband works there. And um, I went there because I have a kid. Yeah. And what does your daughter think of it? Well, she still loves it. Yeah. Does she, she know um, how hooked up she is with the Disneyland? Does she get it? I I don't... I'm not sure. Because when she was in preschool, we used to do stuff like... We'd be eating dinner and she'd say, Oh, I wish we could go watch the fireworks. I'd be like... Put your pajamas on. Let's go. Yeah. It was like the most economical thing I could do. Yeah. So. Um, you always have free passes. Yeah. And I, I don't pay to park. And yeah. So, um, so we went, uh, we would go all the time to preschool, but right. one day we're driving home from swim lessons. She says, I wish we could go to Disneyland. And I said, well, not today. And she had the balls to say to me, gosh, we never, I said, don't finish that sentence, little girl. <laughs> it's like, I will kill you. I'm yeah. Like, you have no idea. Right, exactly. You have no idea. Now, how yeah. old is she now? She's eight. The last time we spoke, she was doing like modeling and commercials yeah, and shit. Yeah, What's I happening? Her out. Has she blown up yet? Well, she did the Barbie commercial. Yeah. She did a couple other things. She has some print work, but, you know, she's at that stage where she lost two teeth. Oh, yeah. Or she lost. Well, she's got her two, um, her two front teeth. Yeah. And then she lost. The ones next to that. Right. And so she's just going through a she's thing. She's in that thing, yeah. Yeah, she's in a thing. Not a lot of call for those well, kids she does with no teeth. It's weird. There is a call. Like, there's a certain, um, like, she, um, Kool-Aid. Okay. She, she gets called back for, like, Kool-Aid, Amazon. Not anything that's model stuff. Yeah. But they want kind of what they call a quirky-looking kid. Yeah. So she's in that. She's in the quirky-looking Yeah, face. I mean, she's still ridiculously beautiful. Yeah. Um, her I want to see a picture um, right. And you're selling Girl Scout cookies. Oh my like, God. She's ridiculously beautiful. I, know. I would say that you could post a photo on your thing, but you yeah. can't because we had a, a YouTube stalker. Oh my God. Like a pedophile stalker. How does that happen? Wait, how, oh, how does my Should blonde haired, you... blue eyed child happen? No, how did. Yes. Or, a, oh, the stalker. And also, how did, did did he see pictures of her or something in Yes. Well, first of all, I have a blonde haired, blue eyed child because my husband's very yeah, blonde and very yeah. blue. Um, apparently. I, I used to just post little videos for people yeah. on YouTube for like grandparents, whatever, and you'd get right. like the 27 family views, yeah. maybe it. Well, I had posted one, um, you know, she's very pretty, she's a pretty little girl. Yeah. And um, when she when she was little, she didn't have a barrette or something in her hair. Yeah. She looked very, almost Jean Benet-ish. Right. Like, just kind of glamorous. So I'd always have a hair clip in. But she... I had labeled one, like when kids get to be like 18, 20 months old, they're still in diapers, but they won't, they stop, never stop running. So you have to change their diaper standing up. So I had labeled a video, stand up diaper change. Right. You didn't see anything in the video. She just, she was like standing by the coffee table and I was changing her diaper and she was like blathering on the camera. So you didn't see anything. But it was happening out of camera. Right. But it it was labeled stand up diaper change. Yeah. Some crazy pedophile. It's right up their alley. Yep. Watched it, but decided they liked her. And my YouTube page went from, like, whatever, the 27 gram of views to, like, eight ten thousand views a day. Oh, my God. I also had all these crazy Deborah, subscribers. I'm so scared. And YouTube called me. 
called me on the phone, sent me a text, sent me an email. They were like, you got to shut this down. These are known pedophiles. They're not doing anything illegal. They're posing as seven and eight year old girls. If you go to their channel yeah, and there's nothing, we can, they're not doing anything illegal. So, and they're just, because these are videos that are posted. They're not pornographic. They're just, right. And so I just shut everything down. So now, like you'll notice that I, I, they said, don't post anything that gives away a location or anything is recognizable where you might be. So, um, I had to like tell my family, like, don't post anything, don't tag me, don't put her name. You'll notice on my Facebook, it's always like my peanut, my little minion, my monkey. Yeah. yeah. And it's, she's like, um, like Wilson, the neighbor in Home Improvement. Yeah. Like you always see her from the side, like the cotillion picture. Like you see the side of her, you see the back of her. Yeah. Wow. Gosh, that's or, creepy. Or if there is one, um, there's nothing descript about it. Yeah. There's no location. There's no. Yeah. It's just wow. Yeah, that's freaky. So I'd say post it. No, uh, but, but if people so, went online, suffice it to say, she's beautiful. If people went online, then they would they'd yeah. be able to um, see like the side of yeah, her. yeah, yeah. <laughs> you can see the side of her head. No, there, there's yeah, some. Yeah. It just is not. Yeah. No, I got I you. Got a bloody nose. I got you. I think. I, seriously, I think I have a bloody nose. Really? Yeah. It's so dry out. Okay. Do you have any? Let me. I'll get you a tissue. <laughs> I don't think you do. Um, All right, I think I do. Oh, shit. Really? Okay. Yeah, like for real. I'll be be right back. (laughs) I'll just man the fort while you're doing that. Take a look at that first question. The first question is, um, oh, this one's good. I'll read my first question while I'm sniffling with my bloody nose. So this is is from the observation deck. Um, Is, um, what's what's your best random celebrity sighting? Yeah. And, um, yeah, bloody nose. Wow, shit. Um, God, you're the first person to do the podcast twice, and the first person to get a bloody nose while doing the podcast. Um, okay, it's well, you know what? I've got a shoulder injury. I've been taking a lot of Advil. Okay, that's what happens when the weather gets dry. Okay. Um. Anyway. Wow! <laughs> Holy shit! All right. Do you so, want to pause? No, because it's not that bad. Okay. All right, so, my best random celebrity sighting is so good. It was years ago. Okay. I may have been while I was teaching at Crunch. Right. Um, on Sunset. Remember um, Penguin's Frozen Yogurt? Yeah. Okay, so there was one over on 3rd Street. Do you remember that? Mm-hmm. By the Beverly Connection? Yeah. And I was in there. I'm going to lean back. And I was getting some frozen yogurt, as you would be. Yeah. At there. And Julia Roberts came in to get frozen yogurt barefoot in the city. <laughs> She's such a free spirit. Right. She just doesn't have shoes we, we to go to the, the Beverly Connection. Yeah. We weren't at the beach. We were like near a major mall in the middle of Los Angeles. Yeah. And she <laughs> strolled in. Her feet were filthy. <laughs> <laughs> and I love Julia Roberts. Yeah, I do too, I but that's her. a thing. That's a But in that moment, I was like, yeah. seriously, you don't even have flip flops? Yeah. You couldn't, like, you're so like, whatever, this is so my town. I don't even yeah. have to wear shoes. Yeah. So yeah, wow, that's a good one. That's that is really Isn't that crazy. Good. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's the kind of thing you would Instagram now if you could. Oh yeah, but yeah. it was way. I mean, people didn't have smartphones. Back no, then. They, they had cell anything. phones, but not smartphones. Yeah, wow, that's good. So, yeah, that was a good one. That's a really good one. All right, she looks super raggedy. Next question: her. Where's the weirdest place you've seen your own image? Was that okay. the Laughlin thing, or is there? A, it was weird. It, it was. Well, there's yeah. two places, but it was in Laughlin, but it was after I ran in and saw myself in the casino with yeah. a big poster, which by the way, through the whole festival, I would run up and just stand next to it because they were all over. 
But yeah. I was walking back in the middle of the night after like one, some late show during the festival, and I was so tired. Walking back to my hotel, and there was this gigantic picture of Sinbad, right? Like like a billboard, but like street level, almost like a bus stop, but bigger. Yeah. And my picture was on it. Nice. And I was so... So you were next to Sinbad? I was so obnoxious. I was like taking pictures next to yeah. it and like, look at me and pointing to my name and my face next to it. That's good. Good for you. That's how you can tell you're like not famous. Right. Because... Because <laughs> it's a big deal. Because you're so excited. Yes, you should be. That's yeah. a good one. All right. What's the... You said there were two. Was there another one? No. Well, yes. I was, I was driving through somewhere in New Mexico. Yeah. Maybe one of the times I was like driving, through, like I passed your hometown. Yeah, my which home, every time I go through Holbrook, I go through there at least oh, twice a year. That's awesome. But I think of you next every time, time. Let me know. I'll send you to some good Mexican food. I know. I'm always like, where should I stop here? Yeah. So it was driving. I was going to Farmington, New Mexico. Right. And there was this. I was working at a casino out there, and there was this ridiculous, like casino light up sign, like a billboard. Yeah. In the middle of nowhere, and there I was. There you were. That's I mean, there were cows and all kinds of animals that were not a street light in sight, and just like just out of you. just me looming, looming in the distance, yeah, beckoning humor relief to these <laughs> people in this desolate. And I think, who lives here? Yeah, I but love you it. lived in Holbrook. What's I that did. Like you know, small town life. You know, it seems. I, was, I drive through there on my way to Pine Top every year. Pine Top's cool. What's happening in Pine Top? Not a lot. Are you doing comedy there? An Indian casino. Yeah. Love it's it. called Honda, but not like the car. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like H O N D A H. Yeah. Have you, you been there? I've heard of it. Yeah. Indian, how many Indian. You play a lot of Indian casinos. A lot of Indian casinos. It's just, you know, the gamblers like me. Yeah, that's good. Mm-hmm. I love it. What do you tell gamblers? What are your jokes for gamblers? I don't have. See, that's the thing. You'd think I would have a lot of. You don't need Gambling them. jokes. Um, it's okay. Well, I do. I Oftentimes I open with a joke where I would say it's so great to be here in a casino that's not in Vegas. Yeah. I, you've heard that one where I say it's, it's um, I love everything about Vegas. I just hate the slogan. What happens in Vegas stays in Vegas. Yeah. That whole thing is it's her, still hurts when I pee. Yeah. And there was like, that always gets somebody in the audience laughing a little too hard. And, yeah. Like antibiotics, anyone? What's your favorite perk of your job? The travel. Yeah. The, the travel? you go. Yeah. Well, most a lot of comics hate doing the road. If they're certain, well, they don't point. have a kid. Yeah. If you if you had an eight year old, I mean, listen. So when you go, you you leave your kid. I can sleep late. Yeah. I don't have to do anybody's laundry. Yeah. I don't have to go to the grocery store. I don't have to make a meal for anybody. Yeah. No, when I travel, they what's get, the longest you'll go away at a time? At this point, two weeks. Yeah. Okay. And that's rare. And that's rare. Before it was like a month. Yeah. Wow. Well, because my husband and I used to have a, a rule, because he travels, he's a musician, so our rule was, if we were apart from each other for more than 21 days, you could start dating. <laughs> like, not, like, not for serious, but like, just recreationally. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You know, I think that's fair. Yeah. Why not? Now, you also, you brought in Girl Scout cookies into my house, because if you leave them in I your know. car, they they'll, get, melt. they'll melt. So you're a Girl Scout cookie mom. I am. I'm a cookie coordinator. How fierce is that? It's, um... It's pretty ridiculous. Okay. But we, we have, I lay down some laws in our troop. Yeah. What we do is we do one initial order. Yeah. Like a pre-order. And then we do one reorder. Right. And now that I'm the cookie mom, I think I might just, I might allow one last order, like a yeah. Hail Mary order. Yeah. Um, but yeah, I like to be in control of the cookies. Yeah. And 
it's compl- is it a big commitment? Well, our troop's little, but yeah. it's huge. You have to store all the cookies at your yeah. house. There's a lot that goes into being the cookie mom. Yeah, it's a lot. Um, yeah. you know. What are the most popular? Thin mints? Always I forever? I think Thin mints, Samoas. Yeah. Those are the caramel delights. Yeah. Uh, or Samoas, same cookie. Because yeah. Orange County has a different baker, and then LA County has a baker. So Interesting. Yeah. So I've got... Because I'm in LA County, but our troop is out of Orange County. Yeah. So I have like contraband. I've got Orange County cookies. Wow. Selling them it's kind of like Mexican Coke. It is exactly like Mexican which Coke. Which is better. The it is better. Orange County Bakery or the LA Bakery? Well, it depends. It's a preference because we've got lemonades and yeah. and um, LA County's got lemon drops and they're okay. like like a powdered sugar coated cookie. Yeah. And I've got my lemonade. It's like a shortbread with lemon icing on the bottom. Nice. So it just depends. So, well, we took them. I couldn't. I had some at the dog park and I couldn't leave him in the car so yeah. I carried him in which you're not supposed to do you're not supposed to bring food into a dog park well the dog's going crazy but right? they don't know but then people were swarming me I sold everybody wanted cookies yeah so this year we went we, just brought, we were like take no prisoners we brought a full wagon into yeah. a dog park and somebody a, a guy was like here's five dollars for a box of cookies but I don't want the cookies just donate them or give them to someone who's homeless whatever yeah. so I thought my kid was going to open them and eat them yeah. But instead, like, you know, I always think she doesn't look Jewish at all because she's so blonde and so blue. Well, the Hebrew DNA kicked in. Because what did she do? What she she did? opened that box of cookies. She invested in her own business and she started giving out samples. Oh, like yeah. Like a drug dealer. Yes. So Give it was the it extra little, box that was already paid for. It was already paid she's for. Like, she gonna... walked around and she gave out samples to get everybody to buy. And did it work? Yes. We sold every last box. There you go. Were you proud? I was so proud. I, after, when I saw that move, I was like, you handle the money, lady. Yeah. I don't need it. You got it. She made all the change and did all the stuff. And... Can I tell you something that happened to me? Speaking of money and guilt, uh, <laughs> I was a judge last night on a comedy contest that my friends Dante and Rebecca host. Do you know Dante and Rebecca Cochin? Dante Comedian? Yeah. Oh my gosh, I love him. He's a good friend. He's so, so funny. I didn't yeah. know you knew him. Yeah. He and uh, Rebecca. I, I met them probably through my friend Glenn Gaylord. And then is that, they both... Is Rebecca his wife? Uh, Rebecca and Dante are married, yeah. Okay, so, so I mean... Or girl, boyfriend, girlfriend. I don't know if they're married. I can't remember if they're married. But anyway, they're have, awesome. They've done yeah, this match game and stuff like that. Dante's so funny. Yeah. And anyway, they hosted a comedy contest, and I was one of the judges last night. Where was it? Uh, at Sal's on Melrose, in that comedy room backstage. Oh, I didn't even know that existed. It's a really big, cool room. Did I didn't know it? either. Huh? Did they book it Monday room? nights for their contest. Oh, okay. But it's kind wow. of a cool thing. Anyway, and it goes like, it, he's been doing it like eight or ten years. Was that long? I had no idea. Yeah. Was you could, you could judge it, or be in it, or whatever. Um, yeah, people were really funny. But this one girl came out, and it was in the, they had two categories, um... And it's every Monday night at Sal's on Melrose, if you're into it, um, for people that had been doing comedy two years and under, okay. and then a, more of a headliner okay. kind of category. So one of the gals that was in the two year and under, her shtick was that she was also a stripper, an exotic dancer. And she wore the heels on the stage and told jokes about that and whatever. And, wow. And then at one point she goes, you know, um, something, she was sort of making the joke that, you know, I'll take money if you... You know, sometimes people throw money. I don't care how, if you hurl it at me or whatever, I'll, if you're throwing money, I'll take it, no matter how. And she goes, <laughs> what? She goes, and she went out in the audience and she started throwing dollar bills at me and saying, it's pretty good, right? It's not bad, right? And I was like, yeah, you know, it's, it's good or whatever. And then she left and, like, I didn't know what to do with the money. And she goes, you can just tip the waitress or whatever you want. So I, I saw Dante. Well, she's a stripper. She's probably loaded. She yeah. tons of money. So <laughs> I saw Dante afterwards. I said, I have, like, this these nine bucks or ten bucks 
what should I do with it? Should I leave it for somebody? Because I never ordered anything. Right. And she goes, he goes, no, it's yours. Like, she does that, but she knows this. So I went to uh, Panda Express on the way home. <laughs> and bought myself a, a uh, two-piece combo. And you know Stop. what? I got a drink. I love Panda I got a drink. It's, it's really good. So I felt a little guilty that I took the money. That and is bought awesome. But it was I a fun a, contest. I have a great Panda Express story. I tell you that. <laughs> yes. Okay. There's no limit. Right, so, so I'm There's on the no road. boundaries. So, so, I'm, so it's, this is crazy. So I'm on the road, <laughs> to, to, coming from some gig like way up north, like way north of Sacramento. Right. And we're driving back, and I'm driving this comic that I go on the road with all the time, and we cannot we cannot ever agree on where to stop for lunch. Yeah. So we've fun, we're like an old married couple. So now we've agreed to like we just go to two different places. Yeah. And he's very fast foodie, and I'm just not. I do like a Panda Express. I. Like the worst case scenario is like I can just always eat at a subway. So yeah. we stopped at Subway for him, and then we'll go to for me. We we'll go to Taco Bell for him. Right. So it was one of those rest stops inland on the five, where like there's a bunch of things on this side of the road and a bunch of stuff on the other side. I wait in line to get a Subway sandwich. I get it. I'm not excited about it, but I'm like, it'll do. Right. That's always the thing with Subway. Right. It'll do. No one's ever like, oh. Yeah. Can't wait to get subway. some Subway. Yeah. They've made a huge killing on being really mediocre. Yeah. So, so whenever we're driving over to Taco Bell. And we drive over to the other side of the freeway, and all of a sudden I see a Panda Express. I was like, oh my God, there's a Panda Express. I was like, I gotta go to Panda. This other comedian is also notoriously cheap. Right. It's funny because Dante knows him. And um, so I was like, oh my God, there's a Panda. Let's go to Panda. He's like, well, I'm gonna. He goes, why? He's like, you already got lunch. I literally threw my sandwich out the window. I was like, what are you talking about? I don't have lunch. (laughs) So we go to Panda Express. Meanwhile, we stopped at Taco Bell for him. Right. So he got his. Chalupa or whatever he got. Right. We go to Panda Express and there's a line a mile long like out the building and everyone's in uniform. So they're all military. Right. And so I'm like, I go in, of course, I'm such a loud mouth. I'm like, are you kidding? Is this the line? And I'm wearing super tight jeans. Yeah. And the guy, one guy's like, well, no, just go, you can go ahead of us. I said, are you kidding me? No. I said, you guys are serving the country. You guys need to go ahead of me. I said, I'll wait all day if that's what it takes. And then I said, but you know, I have been to Afghanistan. Yeah. Because how often do you get to play that card? Right. And they were like, what? You've been to Afghanistan? Yeah. It's all guys. So now I'm at the end of the line. I'm talking, just like talking about where I've been, the stuff I do. Meantime, the other comedian's so bugged. He sits and starts eating his chalupa in Panda Express. (laughs) (laughs) The rolls have gone out the window. You've already littered. Right. Yeah. You've already littered with a full lunch. (laughs) And and so the other comedian's sitting down eating a chalupa. And now I'm waiting in line. And I'm just chit-chatting because I have like 20 minutes. I get to the front. I order my, um, my whatever I got, my orange chicken and, and vegetables. And then the guy in front of me, like I go to pay. He's like, I got it. And we've been chatting and I've given him my card because like, he's military. I'm like, if I'm ever on a base, you can come yeah. see my show. So then, and so I was like, well, thanks. I'm like, you really need to buy my lunch. So I get it. And then I walk out the door. I find the other comic. And I said, and that's. How you only buy one lunch but get two. Right? <laughs> just, just be like a bitch. And he goes, Oh, he's like, I was gonna ask you to get cookies. I said, I will bend over in front of one of these guys and get you some cookies, no problem. <laughs> so then we leave and he's just shaking his head because he's like, ah, chicks, like you guys yeah. get all the breaks. So we're driving. The guy who bought me lunch is like texting me, a bunch of military guys in the car. They're texting me the whole way home. And then they Facebook friend me. And then the one guy, um, he, he gets on my Facebook and he goes, oh my gosh, I'm so sorry. I just wanted to apologize. I was like, apologize for what? Like I had so much fun and, and lunch was great. And he was like, I didn't realize you were married. And I was like, oh, I didn't realize we were on a date. 
did, we, did I just have a date at Panda Express? I didn't know it. And so and he's like, I'm just so sorry. I'm so embarrassed. I said, don't be embarrassed. I said, are you kidding? I'm going to let my husband know that I have options. I'm going to yeah. put him on his toes. Like, yeah. And I said, I hadn't showered that day. Yeah. Uh, there was a stitch of makeup on my face. It was 110 degrees in yeah. Bakersfield. I said, I was in flip-flops and scummy jeans. I said, the You were fact- just as shy as Julia Roberts. Yeah, and, exactly. Uh, I had flip-flops on. Yeah, at least, you had, at least you had shoes. Yeah, exactly. And I said, the fact that you were interested in any of this yeah. was such a big coup. And so from then on, like, and my husband was just laughing. And then every time I'd see a Panda Express, I would just take a picture and text it to that guy and be like, just thinking about you. Like, <laughs> <laughs> like my Panda Express date. That's amazing. Because, like, you know, you're a mom and your hair's up. Just and anytime just, like, you're reminded, like, ever, somebody and thinks I'm I don't know, I'm mostly gay guys all the time. So nobody, nobody flirts with me. I don't yeah. even know who's flirting. Yeah. Like, that's how pathetic I am. There you go. That's a great story. <laughs> How long was that whole Panda Express outing? Half hour? Yeah, half hour. Yeah. But I mean, I got a boyfriend out of it. You do? You have a... Like a straight boyfriend. Yeah. Was he hot? Well, he's he's in a military uniform. You gotta be pretty fucking ugly. Yeah. To not be hot in a military uniform. That's true. It's a lot of work to pull that off. All right. Any award show stories? Question mark. What do you got? I can't remember if you were there with me. Where would um, I have been? At the TV Land Awards. I don't think so. I don't think I've ever been to them. Really? Oh, you of all people have got... I mean, you've got a cassette deck coffee table. I know. I love, I'm love. i a little retro that way. But I have um, friends that are super... They won't even watch new TV. They're just like... Really? Stuck. Yeah. I mean, I do have some fantastic favorite new TV shows. Yeah. But, but, oh my gosh, the TV Land Awards. I went the year my kid was born. And I went... It was the year... Let's see... She was born in October, so she was seven months old. So that puts... What are the TV lens worth? Like, May? You know, I have no idea. But I went with the Desperate Housewives folks. Yeah. They all invited me. In fact, I think it's like my profile. It came up as a memory in Facebook. I think yeah. it's my profile picture right now. Okay. Us on the red carpet. Okay. But I couldn't go in the limousine with everybody because I was nursing. And I, I needed... I couldn't, like... Take the time to drive to the valley, get in the limo, go to the Santa Monica airport right. hangar. Drive, so I had to so to meet them there. And it was the year that, um, I, they may have been, maybe they got the Future Classic Award. Gary Marshall got the the Lifetime Achievement thing. Right. But like everybody was there. All the Love Boat people, all the Full House people. Um, there were a couple Gilligans out. Like everybody you can imagine. Right. So I pull up, I get it, but when... This could be more information than most of your listeners have, but yeah. when you are feeding a child from your own body, like, <laughs> as you, which listen, I, I didn't know a thing yeah, about it. Right. I, I was learning each day, so right. I only knew. So I had to wear a strapless dress that zipped down the back with a big shawl around it because every like 45 minutes to an hour, my boobs would get progressively bigger. Till they were just circus balloon boobs. Oh my gosh. Okay. Because I could only be away for a certain number of hours before she needed to eat again. Yeah. So I had to, basically I was just getting more and more undressed. Right. Well, it turns out Gary Marshall is the dad of a dear friend of mine. Right. And so when he saw me there and he knew I had a newborn because he, my friend, his daughter had also just had a baby and he was like, what are you doing here? And then he saw, his wife saw the back of my dress and they were like, you need to go. Because my boobs were getting so big. But I was seated next to some of the Full House people. Right. I don't even know this woman's name. She's on the Fuller House now. Okay. Not the twins. Not the one that's on The View. 
Not Candace Cameron, the other one. Yeah. The other one. Okay. She was high as a kite. <laughs> high as a kite. Like on pot? I don't, I mean, I don't, you know yeah. me, I don't, I've never really done yeah. any recreational drug stuff. But she was, she tattooed all over, but wearing a dress that was slit up to her waist, high as a kite, drinking and just mouthing off yeah. for every, uh, so I feel like her name starts with a J. I, I don't know. But something some, um, yeah. sweetened. Okay. Some, she's actually, it turns out, the older sister, older real life sister of the the twins from Everybody Loves Raymond. Oh, okay. I think. Okay. Oh, no, not the twins. The daughter. Okay. Anyway, it, it's another one of those show business families. Yeah, the family. But yes, it was. And she was super high. Super Were high. Were people annoyed by her around her? I was. Yeah. Only because I was sitting right next to her. Like, the yeah. tables are round. Yeah. So she was like, our chairs were almost touching. Yeah, gotcha. Yeah. That's intense. She was super high. It was big fun. And by the end, I was like a stripper. Like, my dress was... You were like, I gotta get I was like, I have to go. I was was like Cinderella. I was like, I... The clock was gonna strike 12 and milk was gonna go everywhere. (laughs) So you had to get out of there. At the TV Land Awards. I love it. What movie have you seen more than any other? This is gonna be weird. And I don't know... I can't even tell you why I've seen this movie more than any other. And probably never even heard of it. It's with... I'm gonna tell you who's in it and then you tell me... If I know it? If you know it. I love that. Whoopi Goldberg. Okay. And Ray Liotta. Go. Dun, 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 uh, Jumpin' Jack Flash? Nope. Are they, were they both in I there? don't know. <laughs> I'm just... Uh, and a little girl who is now... Oh, it's sentimental. It's a very sentimental movie. It's like uh, crying like she's... Starts like to see... Camilla. Corinna, Corinna. Corinna, Corinna, Corinna. Corinna, Corinna. Now, I've... <laughs> what? I, I know. Why would I have seen that more than anything else? It's not intentional. Yeah. It's one of those movies, first of all, I had an old friend who used to take my fitness class who used to be married to Ray Liotta. Okay. So I'd actually been in his house or whatever. Um, It was one of those movies that used to be like when, when there was no such thing as a satellite dish, it was like everybody just had cable. And it was one of those movies that would just like run all the time on like multiple stations. Right. And I used to have free time before I had a kid and I'd be like at home, like either cleaning or organizing something or just sleeping late and it would just be on all the time and it was one of those movies where it would hook it hooked me the sentimental part yeah and I would just watch it I'd either watch it like intermittently as I walked through the living room right or sometimes I would just sit down and watch 20 minutes it just seems like it was always on during a period of my life when I was near a television right (laughs) did you cry does it make you cry a little bit I feel like maybe it did yeah because like the like his wife you know, remember the storyline? No. Ray Liotta's, he's like in advertising and his, it's like, it's a period, it's like it's set in the 50s and his wife has passed away and he has this little daughter. Yeah. And Whoopi Goldberg is like the housekeeper slash caregiver. Right. But she's very 50s, so like she has to take the bus, she doesn't live in that neighborhood because she's right. black. Yet, they they start to be so so start to become a family. Be, yeah, because she's around and she is, makes dinner and she used to leave and then he'll beat, then she would stay and then she started to help him a little bit with some of his advertising slogans. But yeah. it's very, you know, taboo and it's very sweet because she's sort of a mom. It's yeah. kind of, it's a good movie, but I feel I'm like it's got a bad rap. I know. Well, now we've sort of, I think we've really done a service today. I know. I, by shining a spotlight on Karina Karina. I don't remember what year it was. Why would they call it twice, Karina Karina? I think the... The dead wife's name is Corinna, I think you okay. pronounced it. I, if I, I haven't yeah. seen it in so long, but I just... 
To this day, I swear if I was channel surfing, which who channel surfs because now yeah. I just have Netflix and Hulu, but if I was, I think I would stop. Yeah, you would stop and, and watch. You'd be hooked. <laughs> All right, this was the last question you, you took. Uh, question. If there was a doll of you that talked, what would it say when you pulled the string? Ugh, really? That's what it would, <laughs> That's say? What would say? That's what Ugh, you say the most? Really? Yeah. I didn't realize I said it that much until my child. Yeah. She says it. Yeah. I'd be like, please, please get, put your shoes on. Really? Yeah. It's like, oh my God. It's not so cute anymore, is it? It's horrible. Yeah. You're not that into it. I remember when you had that kid and you were like, I can't believe I'm having a kid. I still can't believe I have a kid. Yeah. You do. Yeah. She's so ridiculously funny. Yeah. I cannot tell you how What's the last thing she said that made you laugh? Well, this is the... There, there's two things, but the one that has kept our family going, I think I just posted on Facebook the conversation with my eight-year-old, where last Tuesday we had, we were so busy, and we are all just running around, and I was like, you know what, let's just pick something up for dinner. Yeah. Because it's a race. Like, at five o'clock you start going, oh my God, it's dinner, bath, and bedtime, and I've got to get all this shit done in two and a half hours and get yeah. in bed. So like, let's just pick something up, and I said, you pick. And she said, Chick-fil-A. And I was like, ugh, I don't want to have a big greasy meal. So... And I, I did this. I went to Chick-fil-A and got a grilled chicken sandwich. Who does that? I don't know. And so she got a box of nuggets. And I said, we'll get one order of waffle fries to share. And then we'll make some broccoli. So we do that. We sit at her little table. We're watching. We like to watch um, Property Brothers together. Okay. They're cute. I love it. And we love to think we, we dream about remodeling our house. Yeah. So she's, we're splitting the waffle fries. She leaves the table, and there's like one, like the perfect. Do you like the waffle fries there? I like oh. any waffle fries anywhere. Well, you know, much. we like to go get it. We haven't in years, but we like to go get our eat on together. Yes. So she Remember leaves those big, onion rings oh, that were like the big, right? The big the <laughs> tower of onions yes. at, 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 at Birds. Birds on Franklin. It was like Is a it tower. Still there? Why don't we go? That might have been the night we went to see J Lo in that movie. Anyway, maybe. Anyway, so I um, she gets up and I said, "Are you finished?" She said, "Yeah, I'm full." And I said. Are you really not going to eat that perfect waffle fry? And she said, nah, I accidentally just dipped it in ranch. I'm thinking, what? Like, why <laughs> ranch what? on a waffle fry? Who doesn't like ranch on a waffle fry? Right. So I pick it up, and just as it gets to my face, she goes, plus I sneezed on it, so there's a bunch of snot on it. <laughs> oh, fuck. Like, oh, my God. So I, like, flew out of my face, and I was like, you can't. That can't be an afterthought. You have to lead with the part where there's snot on it. Right. So now, in our house, everyone's walking around. I say everyone. Me, the husband, the kid walking around going, Hey, did you have one of these cookies? They're really good. And the dog pooped on it. Like, it's, <laughs> yeah. it's so, like... It's her, become a running gap. Her timing is pretty flawless. Yeah. She nails it. She does every time. Which is scary because at school... I, I swear by this. If she got in trouble for saying something that was really funny, I wouldn't care. Yeah, you'd be like, you'd be high Well, because they always say, like, Bud Freeman, the owner of the Improv, had said to me when I first started doing stand-up, he said, and, um, and Mark Lano, I think both of them had said it at one point, had said, stand-up is all about performing from the place you were shushed as a child. Wow. And that's so... And I feel like that those for, for most... Is that true for you? Yeah. Because when I first started stand-up, I would say things like, um, like I would drop a punchline, like there, that old joke I do about where I say, uh, most of my friends knew I wasn't planning to have kids, so some of them were nice enough to say to me, when I told them I was pregnant, they said, are you going to go through with it? And then yeah. take a pause, they're like, I'd say, be saying that if I, like, if I wasn't like, hey, I'm pregnant until 2.30. Well, the target of that joke is how stupid people are about saying, would you go through with it? It's not about going to the clinic and terminating right. your pregnancy. 
but when I would first do it, I would do the joke and I would sort of not say anything in the moment while people are laughing and I would sort of almost, almost be embarrassed. Like, oh, I'm just kidding. Like, like I wouldn't own the joke. You would apologize a little bit. Yeah. Yeah. I would always like apologize. I, my demeanor was very apologetic. And right. So now it's sort of like, take no prisoners. You got to own it. Like when I do it and people laugh I'm like assholes, like it's just whatever you're thinking, you have to let it out. Cause that's why people come to see stand up. Right. Because they're, they're, they're thinking it. They're just not saying it. What makes you different is that you're willing to get up there and say it. Yeah. So. I remember even at Crunch when you would be funny, there was like some pushback from, from like oh, either people yeah. in the club or managers yes. or why is she talking? Why is she telling jokes? Yeah. And that's what we all love. Remember that ma- old married couple? Oh, that were always there and they, they yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, they were always trying to get me in trouble. Yeah. Fuckers. Well, that's why I finally have a class called Laugh Your Ass Off. Yes. Great. You made it, you made it your own thing. I got, go. now, um, how can people find you? Um, you were just doing... You just did um, Flappers in Burbank. I should have fucking did. gone. I know. I, didn't, I wasn't Saturday following night, you on Twitter until um, recently. Until just today. Well, I fact. try so hard. Like, I used to send out a thing yeah. for, like, con- constant contact. Who yeah, does yeah. that anymore? Um, I just had a phone call with them yesterday. But anyway. I know. They were calling me. Because I changed my credit card. And they're yeah. like, your credit card's failing. I'm yeah. like, I'm not really using you. Yeah. But I feel Did like... you know you can suspend and only pay $5? Oh, to keep your mailing list, yeah. See, that's what I was worried about. Like, how yeah, do I, yeah, yeah, yeah. No, then I, you pay five dollars a month if you're not going to use it, and then but you then just read it. I thought, how many, how many people are really reading an email? I don't. I always read yours when you send out yeah. a newsletter. I read it cover. Yeah. To co- I say cover to cover, like cover it. to cover. Yeah. <laughs> what is that term? Like, yeah. there's so many terms that are not they're not usable anymore. Uh, but yes, but so I, I religiously will will send a tweet that also posts on my Facebook where I'm going to be. Yeah, I just need to follow better. But, but if um, you know it's Burbank, let me know because it's right in my head. Yes, I can. Well, I can give some upcoming dates. Okay, do it. When, when does this get posted? Uh, probably in the next couple of weeks. Okay, okay, because I'm doing um, a, a taping at the Ice House okay. for Comedy Time. It's a Fun. TV show. It's, it's mostly internet based. Yeah. Um, but that's on Wednesday, February 10th, and I can have eight people wow. on my guest list. All right. So that's at the Ice House in Pasadena on February 10th, and then the next local thing is March 10th at Flappers again. Okay. But March 5th, I'm going to be in Phoenix again. There you go. March, March 5th, 5th, Arizona. At Lo- the Lone Butte. Lone I Butte can't Casino. Help I don't know. Oh, you don't know? I don't know. I don't know from Phoenix. It's, Casino. Well, didn't you live in Phoenix? I did, but I don't... That, There's like that the Wild Horse and like um, the V Cueva or something. Yeah. You don't know where those Now, when you do there? Indian casinos, do you deal with um, Native Americans? Are they running the show there? Um, at the Haunted and Pine Top... I don't, I mean this only from a comedic standpoint. I feel like, like I should be wearing some Native American clothing. So it's really, it, it's very, very Indian. Yeah. It's very much part of the culture. Or so, I guess my question is, is an Indian casino a casino or is there Native American, uh, a culture around it? For the most part, like a Pachanga and, um, Wild Horse and most of them, it's just. A casino, right? But some of them, when you go really, when the smaller casinos, the yeah. further out you go, it's like it's more part of the culture, part part of yes. the, the tribe. Let's just or say yeah. yes, it's very tribal, and yeah. oftentimes I've this is something I haven't dug out of my memory in so long. I went to a preschool that had a summer camp or a day camp during the summer called powwow day camp yeah in this day and age you never get away with it right the the um, logo was an indian with a feather yeah and your t-shirt said powwow day camp on it right 
and there was a teepee in the play yard, yeah. <laughs> and we used to greet each other by saying how and putting up your hand. Yeah. I'm not going to lie, there are some indie casinos that I go to that I have to stop myself. You feel like it's I feel like, thing, I, yeah. like I want to greet them the way I would at Powell yeah. Day Camp, yeah, and yeah. I know it's not allowed. That's okay, but that's <laughs> the vibe. That's so, fair enough. So I'm Debbie Praver on yeah. Facebook. Okay. I'm at Debbie Praver on yes. Twitter. I'm at Debbie Praver on Instagram. And you're amazing. Oh, my, and my website is debbiepraver.com. And, I, and, and there's a mobile site. So if you go to it, like if you go on your phone, it will, it will just you can just tap on the show schedule. Love it. And then, you're saying, oh, and my, and my podcast, which I don't do nearly as regularly as this one. Yeah. And that's called I Know Right. Great. Like, I Know Right. I Know Right. And it's on I iTunes. It's by so fast. I know. We, we got like, a lot done. Oh, my gosh. Yeah. So, last question. I remember when you first started to wanting to do comedy, and I'm going to do it. And, I'm, and now you're doing it, and you're doing it in really cool, yeah. fun ways. Where you're at now, what, what did you envision when you set out? Did you did you fantasize about sitcoms or talk shows or famous or or something like like you know what you do now, where you where you're home a lot and then you go away a lot or like? Well, I guess I just I I love doing. I love as an as a friend and somebody who's watching it. I think it's so neat. Where your road has gone, and how you set out to do something that was a passion, and then you're doing it. Well, the spin class. I mean, all you guys in spin class were like, you guys, and then you know Joey, Joey Murphy, and John Party, and Mark yeah. Cherry. Like they all like really they helped me write it and and get out there and do it. Like you and Del Shores and like and and um, gosh, Jeffrey, Jeffrey Epstein. Epstein and and even Tony, who just gave me more grief than I could ever take in that class. Remember Tony, Tony Lepera, oh, yeah, like, yeah, yeah. There's all the argument. Jeff, they, they would both make me playlists and yeah. argue over what to play, but sort of like pushed me out there to do it. And I guess I just wanted to work in a place where I wasn't getting in trouble for being funny, right? Because I've been doing that my whole life, right? And then I almost didn't care. Like even now, as long as I can like be funny and be in the moment and get paid for it, because if I do it at the grocery store, I'm just the bitch behind the lady who I'm making fun of. But if I go on a stage and, like, if you give her a drink and me a microphone, then it's a job. Yeah. It would be great to do TV stuff. I, but I, you never seem like, I want to be famous, I want to be famous. You never had that thing going on. No, I don't want to be famous just for famous sake. Yeah. Um, but I think I think it would be really great. Uh, what, what I ran into now is a lot, like, I'm starting to headline. Yeah. But places would be like, oh, you don't have enough TV credits to headline. Like, but I'm... My act is funny and polished and it's good. And I feel like I want to get some TV credits for right. stand-up just so in my intro they can say, oh, you've yes. seen her on this. You've seen her on Last Comic Standing. Right. Da, 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 it's da, not da. so important to me to yeah. necessarily have the TV credit. Right, but it helps It's you. important work-wise, but, but like for my ego, it's yeah. not that important. I hear you. Makes um, sense. I mean, a talk show would be great. Yeah. I'd, I'd love to have... I mean, my, my dream job would be to have a talk show... Where people came on, and instead of interviewing them, like a sit-down interview, we would work out, and we would chat while we worked out. So almost like a fitness I comedy talk show. I think it would be amazing. But I've never, almost like a, um, like a Rachel Ray la- of la- fitness. Like, laugh your ass on the show. Yeah, just talk and chat, work yeah, out, yeah, yeah. Get, get your workout in, and all of a sudden it's over, like it's done so fast. I love it. But who knows how to package that. I think it's a great idea. Somebody so out should- there might. 
Yeah, somebody out there. Yeah. I was going to say, I, this, I love your podcast so much. Thank you so much. It means a lot to I me. I get so excited when it's like, you have a new podcast. Like, yay. Does it matter who I have or what they do? Or do you like, oh, that person? Because I don't have very many famous people. I have people that I think are interesting and fun. I like it because it, it's all people who, who do creative stuff. Like, um, I can't remember his name, but it was recently where he was a guy who, um, who worked for Thinkwell. Yeah, 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 Dave Cobb. But what's so crazy is the guy who is, the guy who's Dave Cobb's boss. Yeah. My husband was that guy's best man at his at his wedding. Like oh. we're all connected. I was like, oh my gosh, think well. Yeah. So I always find it interesting because there's all people who are like behind the scenes right. and who do all the stuff that you don't think. Oh, yeah. somebody had to design. What's that. that like to do that? Yeah. Yeah. Awesome. Cool. Well, I love this so much. I think I know, you're awesome. I could do this every week. I know we could. I, I feel like we could. You're so entertaining. And you know what's I, funny, Deb? Every time I do a podcast, I listen for that sentence that can be the title. Oh no! What is my sentence? Well, no, there were so oh. many. There were like ten in the first five minutes, and some. And it's because you. I feel like are I was funny. Even, and, I don't feel like I was funny on. No, it, you were great. It was what awesome. What was it? No, I couldn't even tell you. But it was early on. I was like, oh, there's a one. I could use that. I could use that. Not that I'm always not that I'm oh not, my gosh I not that I'm not that. in the moment I always I always look at the at the things like yeah. oh when is that going to come up oh, oh I love my it. gosh all right you're a delight I love you I'm so happy that you're doing what I you love I'm the first repeat guest you totally are that's yeah. crazy yeah and I couldn't think of anyone better but you're connected to me in so many ways I know so beautiful we got to hang out more. Yes, Remember when you did Screening Party, the show? I know. On stage at the village? I know. It was one the, for the movie. Yeah. How funny yes. is that? Yes, so fun. Yeah. There was one line that you used to always say in the Pretty Woman chapter that would... What that was would that? I remember it. I remember um, I did it. And did I do it in the it's, movie it's, or no? Um, Aaron and I switched parts in the movie. Yeah, and you said, oh, um, she saw one, one opera and she's like, I can play chess now. Oh, <laughs> It was in Pretty <laughs> Woman when Julia right. Roberts and Richard right. Richard Gere are playing chess in the hotel room. Right. And that was like around the screen party days or the days when I saw Julia just barefoot. Barefoot. Strolling through penguins. That all, it all comes together. All oh right. Oh my gosh. And, and Gary Marshall directed that. Perfect. Full circle. We oh end with gosh. Gary Marshall. Awesome. Oh my gosh. All right. This has been great. Cool. All right. Bye. Thanks again to Debbie Praver for always being delightful and hilarious and being my first repeat full podcast guest. Okay, so this happened. Um, On Super Bowl Sunday, my friends Doug and John arranged a tour of the art in the metro stations here in L.A. They have a friend, Laura, who does these um, tours of the different stations as a docent for the L.A. metro. And so we went to four different subway stations and she would explain to us what went into the art that's there and show us the different elements. And each station is has its own sort of theme and ties into the area where it is. Um, the station at Universal Studios, for example, uh, it's at a place called Campo de Cahuenga, I think it's called, which is, has a lot of L.A. history. But... Um, it's very, all the, the beams are done in like a tree. They things that look like trees. It's very beautiful. And I learned that uh, the word Cahuenga means little hills. So I didn't know that. Little hills. I, I, I bet there's probably a um, breast implant named the Cahuenga, or there should be. But of course, if they were little hills, you probably wouldn't need an implant. So maybe there isn't one. I don't know. But it was really neat. And uh, my thanks to Doug and John for organizing and for Laura for showing us around. It was And plus, it was Super Bowl Sunday. So it was deserted. There was hardly anybody around. Um, 
And speaking of the Super Bowl, I did catch the halftime show. I kind of love Chris Martin. He makes me happy. He makes me smile. He makes me feel like everything's going to be okay. Um, you know, and then Beyonce, of course, showing up. And Beyonce knows Gwyneth. Chris was with Gwyneth. I don't know if that's weird, if something's weird there. Bruno Mars, great fun. Uh, Beyonce dropped a new song. Everyone's freaking out. She owns us. We are her bitch. And I think the sooner we accept it, the easier it's going to be for everybody. All right. But uh, I did enjoy the halftime show. It was fun. All right. That's all I got for this week. If you if you want to see some cool art, um, they go to the LA Metro website and you can learn about the free tours and you can take tours of Union Station, which I think we're going to do next time. And uh, it's kind of a cool thing to do. I really enjoyed it. So that's it for this week. And we'll catch you next time on Dennis Anyone. Bye.